Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yes, it's a big good morning, Izzy Kempi for breakfast, S-E-N-Z, it is raining down here, <laughs> absolutely boring, so no chance of getting any cricket uh, taking place down here in North Hitahi Christchurch, but that's okay, hopefully it lifts, no chance, woke up this morning, I thought my house was going to blow away, and it was a ton of rain outside, still hasn't formed Lake Dag, so that's a positive out of it, a big good morning to you all up there in Auckland, Aroha. You got uh, Joey B, you got Neeps in the back room, you got Louie down here with me uh, taking on this cold front that Christchurch has been hit with, and you got Kempi up there in Auckland. Morena to you, Kempi. Morena, brother. Yep, it is. Uh, it might be windy and raining down there. It's just cold up here, mate. That that shift into uh, ooh, that that cold winter feel was is really coming. It's coming. It's coming with a bang. I feel. And yeah, mate. Um, I was watching a little social last night on the, the Black Caps catch and the uh, the Black Caps match and saw the the rain coming and with the boys holding the umbrellas and stuff like that. Jeez, mm. um, it gets horrible, doesn't it? When it when it starts to blow down there, <laughs> coming off the coming off the, the I guess the Southern Alps and. Horrible. We're not going to see any cricket for a while, I don't think. Yeah, it's only fitting. It's only fitting. We've had a beautiful summer, and the winters down here are so cold. Absolutely chilly, so it's only about time. We got a bit of the real world down here in Christchurch, and we are feeling it. I was going to go play some golf today, but, you know, if it's raining and pouring and it's freezing and Daggy's not going to go play golf, there is something going on (laughs) because nothing can stop me from hitting those fairways, but I'm starting to have second thoughts about heading out there this morning. Kempi, what do we got coming up on the show, bud? I know you gave us a little brief on the socials. What do we got? Yeah, how good was that? And uh, we do, we go down, we go south, we're talking hurricanes and uh, super rugby with TJ Perinari out of 7 o'clock, then at 20 to 8. We'll catch up with uh, Mick Guerin and get his thoughts on what the partnership between the TAB and Entain means for New Zealand. I'm really interested to hear his thoughts, uh, the brains behind the racing for us. Out of eight, we'll catch up with Nick White, 
Luke, uh, spoke to him at Karaka this year, former Blues, uh, uh, former Blues, what is it, the Crusaders and the Highlanders, wasn't it, that he played for? He's now breeding horses, making a living out of that. Uh, gets on real well with Al Sharrick. That, that was a funny conversation listening to those two. And, of course, the rumour mill off the back fence, a regular catch-up with Paulie Mawati and much, much more. Yeah, big show coming up. Double eight, double three on the Temper Bed Post text machine. If you've got any texts throughout the show, we love hearing from you. Always passionate and on the money with your own opinions. So we'd love to hear from you all. 0800 150 811 on the Kennard Tire phone line. Do not forget the phone lines are open. There is plenty, plenty of spaces there if you want to have your call on a certain topic. And there's a big topic that came out yesterday, Louis. I'll start with you. A big good morning to you, my friend. Obviously, Tokyo Tycoon. Banned substance after a swab in the Systema Group 1, Pukekohe. Probably the biggest news yesterday. Plenty going on in the punting world, but this is a hell of a shock. Something we, well, we, we didn't think would be possible. Human error, deliberate administration by an unknown party. We do not know. The investigation continues, but this is huge news. Well, it's just got deep ramifications for the horse and for the owners. It's essentially, you never want this to happen in any race that a horse wins. Mm. It's so hard to win a race. It's so hard to win a horse race. Like, I really emphasise this. I know you men have both had good, great luck with horses, and um, it, it does happen, but it's so hard to win a race. So for any owner to have this happen in, in a stable, in a horse, it's really gutting. But then let alone a Group 1 race and a high-profile horse, so essentially, the headlines, and it's always, you know, you get people coming out of the woodwork and, oh, racing, drugs, cheats, oh, right, right. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, it's not yeah. like that. This isn't, this isn't what this is. This is an anti-inflammatory, which is in the, you can't have it in your system on a race day. Now, the interesting thing here is this anti-inflammatory drug, uh, maloxicum, uh, it's non-steroidal, but it actually had never been prescribed to Tokyo Tycoon before. So it's essentially to stop jarring or, or kind of stop swelling after track work and that sort of thing, as far as I'm aware. It had never been prescribed to him, which is where this is super unfortunate. And if this is this is human error, like, you've got to realise that Tiako, they train a lot of horses, but it is like military precision in there. It was under Jamie. It definitely is under Mark. You know, they've got um, employees. It's a well-oiled machine. But eventually, human error is possible, and it's just super unfortunate that it's had to happen to any horse, but let alone a Group 1 winner where you're going to get that scrubbed out, potentially if that's the way it goes and this is all um, kind of rubber-stamped and upheld. And The RIB will get to the bottom of it, whatever it is, so there's no point really speculating. I just think it's super unfortunate. It's really sad for the horse and it's sad for the owners. Human error, Kempi. Human error, obviously, this is where they are leading towards. I've got cameras set up throughout the whole stable, so I'm pretty sure they'll get to the bottom of it. But you can't uh, have footage over every movement throughout the day. But human error, is that enough to justify this mistake? And what are the ramifications for this if human error is involved? Because Yulanova, uh, trained by Stephen Marsh, um, came second. So if this is up, upheld, upheld, that will take over the Sistema Group 1 win. So the ramifications, if human error is involved, does Tokyo Tycoon hold its place? Well, they've got to, they've got to prove. The hardest thing about this is, is they've got to prove it, um, and it's not. You know, we can go back as far as Farlap, and you know how how they've used to try and 
administer substances to that horse and we're not that good you you know the, the thing that Louis saying to win a group one it's really hard to win a group one race Ta- Tokyo tycoon is I've got to I've got to say right up there with the horses that I've seen this year is one of the mm. best that we've got um, which is the really sad part because to then say that he's been administered a drug uh, and and that it's and because because what what when you hear that it's always always about enhancement I don't think yeah. that horse needs enhancement. You know what I mean? Well, and that's that's exactly right, Kempi. The hardest thing is, the, you know, in a way, not to trivialise it, but the, the most frustrating thing with this is it's like trying to explain to people, no, 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 no. This isn't like they've juiced this horse. No. This is not. Mm. That's not what this is. It's a really unfortunate error, and the ramifications is that he's going to potentially and probably have his Group 1 taken away, which then, for breeding purposes, Ulanova has a Group 1 next to her name. So mm. <laughs> then you think about the trickle-on effect, and it's, it's um oh, I just, I'm thinking of the owners mostly. It sucks. It would just be so gutting to open that email and hear from, and Dave and Karen, they're great people, and it's just, it just sucks. It's, it's not, not good for anyone. Yeah. Nah, it's not great. It's not. So what happens here, lads, for the TAB? Like they would have paid out a ton with Tokyo Tycoon, so they obviously can't rhyme back the clock. They'll be absolutely gutted with this situation that has unfolded. But well, look, he, at, he, like you said, it's he not wouldn't a, have lost though. He wouldn't. Have, it's, yeah, he wouldn't it's have not, lost. He wouldn't have lost. It, so this doesn't change it, any of that. Nah. Because nah. Yeah. I know, and I and I to be honest, the, the integrity of the sport and the nature that it is and an anti-inflam and not a, a steroid. Um, you know, I don't know the, the full medical terms of it, but common sense says that it will play out. Common sense will well, play Kempe, out. Well, Kempe, if you're a little bit sore and you're a little bit, you know, limping and you're, you're just not struck as an athlete and you, like, take that anti-inflammatory and you feel absolutely nothing, you're back to 100%. You go from 70 to 100 <laughs> you know, from the athlete's point of view, that's why you take an anti-inflammatory so you can feel so good. Yeah, but look, look, <laughs> the thing with it, it's not, it's not an en- enhancement. It's not to make him run faster. You know what I mean? That's the whole thing. But it did because he might have been a little bit sore. You got to get off those anti-inflammatories, son. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to, just trying to get my head around. I, yeah, I know what you at, mean, like steroids and and all that. Like what's going on out there is, is absolutely crazy, and it and it happens in plenty of sports and racing. But um, it's yeah, just so really I, sad I, I that it's happened. That side of it. Yeah, it's mm. just really sad that it's happened to this horse because this horse yeah. has gone out and smashed smashed other horses. That's the that's it. That's it. Now, it hasn't he gone start, out and struggled. Yeah, yeah, you're exactly right, Kimpy. The horse started a dollar fifty in this race for a reason because it was going to do what it did regardless of and the, the and that's why it just gets history gets tarred now and it, it, it that's exactly right. I completely agree with that sentiment Kempi it's just really really sad for the horse because he would have done this regardless and he can't do anything about it he would have won on 70% anyway, mate. He's that bloody talented. You're dead right, lads, and, and we'll, we'll know more. And I hopefully uh, common sense prevails and we can get to the bottom of this. Five from five to start its campaign, winning over $800,000 worth of stake money. It's such a good horse. I think he's got a big old future. But, lads, we've got a big show. And, Kempe, you got uh, run it straight today. And the Warriors announced their side last night. And there's a few changes coming through. Ronald Volkman starting at six. Big change. Wade Egan back in the hooker? Yeah, look, I, I like Wade Egan back in the hooker. I don't think um, Lussick really, you know, like 
kept to the game plan on the weekend, which was through the middle of the park. So getting him back in there, Volkman for tomorrow, Martin. Like I was there and watched the second grade play, and they got a win over over the Canterbury um, Bulldogs who sit on top of the table uh, before the first grade kicked off on the weekend. i got to say, the second grade competition is a massive step behind first grade. It is, it is, I mean, light and day at the moment. And they're just, the depth of the competitions is, is, well, it's always been the problem. When you add another team like the Dolphins to it, then it get, really starts to thin out. Um, Volkman, can he do the job? Like replacing Tamari Martin, that's one thing that is the big question. Has he got the speed of Tamari Martin? Because I was thinking, it's funny that you say that, because I was actually just thinking about Tamari going over his game in my head, you know, got we've got running it straight this afternoon at 3pm, just going through tomorrow Martin's game. He is so unassuming. Like, defensively, he's off with an HIA. He got knocked, he, he got knocked out. He, he copped a, a shoulder, like, it must have been three or four minutes before the finish of the game. And, uh, hasn't, yeah, because he did five back-to-back tackles. Yeah. He was on fire. <laughs> and, and hasn't been able to recover, but he is a huge loss. A huge mm. loss, you know, and I'm just thinking about that with Tamari Martin. Like when you think of their signings too, the Warriors, those boys that they've signed, they actually are real good characters and they want to win. Um, so taking him out of that mix and bringing him in against, uh, mate, Nico Hines and Cronulla, I don't know if you saw that game against um, St. George on the on uh, the other night. Yeah, I'm now going, well, this is, this, this is a must-watch. Are you a little bit app- like apprehensive about this change, Kempi? Because what you are dead right, the Sharks, they demolished the Dragons on the weekend. Nico Hines was a part of that reason why they were, were so bloody good. But, um, you know, like with Ronald Volkman, he came from the Roosters. He was a young play- player with a lot of future, a future, you know, that people saw a bright future from him. Does it give you a little bit of doubts chucking him in at six? If you are young Ronald Volkman, how does he approach this game? Like, What does he need to do to, to continue on the success to allow Sean Johnson to do what he does? Well, he's you know he's got to just be solid. You know, like like mm-hmm. Tane Olpik he was when he came in. You know, like he came in and played a solid game. He wasn't over the, over the top. And he, he's got to be at least solid so Sean can, Sean can continue to do what he does. But the reason that Sean is the way that he does is because of the movement behind him with with the um, Tamari Martin and how quick he is around the back of it. So expect um, Nickel Clockstick to step up, expect Wade Egan in that spine to step up and carry them through. But it's got to be a, no, you know, don't get don't get me wrong, it's going to be a tough ass, like it is for most of these teams that are losing players, um, especially the, the the fringe teams that don't really have the depth there. So uh, if they can, I think what we are seeing is we're getting 80-minute efforts out of them. Um, so they'll compete, but whether they can, they can you know, one thing that Cronulla showed is they can put points on, and you just got to be really careful. Nico Hines, he is the difference. Our biggest difference, I feel, is our interchange. They have been so good. The Bold brothers in the middle, Dylan Walker and Jazz Tavanga coming off the bench, mate. That has been the difference, and that's what you want, a bit of punch off the bench to, to just add a bit of energy, a bit of direction from the group, and I've loved it. I've loved seeing those boys come on and just really bring some, some grit and determination. Tohu Harris, his injury. Not as bad as we thought, Kempi. Well, well, boys, I'd hate to deflate your tyres, but uh, you know, I know what coaches are like, and um, <laughs> naming Tohu Harrison, like, I, I, I is this a little ploy from hey, Webster? I uh, look, I, I heard uh, someone say fifty-fifty. I think it's a, probably not that, not that good, you know. So, but he might have uh, had some meloxium. 
It'd be all right. <laughs> Tokyo Tycoon being his new nickname. <laughs> I don't know. I look. I I can't see him playing. I saw, I saw him go down on the weekend, and uh, I saw him come out at half time, and he didn't look he didn't look like he could play the following week. So, uh, yeah, I'm expecting that a little bit more to play out than that one is. <laughs> all good. Well, if he plays, mate, go swab him. Yeah, so now I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> Tokyo Tohu won't be playing for the Sharks. We know how important <laughs> he <good>. is. <laughs> it is now 19 past six. Let's continue on this conversation. It's time. Can't, can't wait question of the day. Yeah, it's exactly where I wanted to go, boys, because the Warriors have got me interested. But boy, their record, their their uh, slate doesn't get any easier from here. It really, just starts to heat up, mm. and we knew this starting the year. And records was going to be really interesting. So, how's this? What is the ten game record? So through ten games of the season, what would the ten game record have to be before we could legally and more importantly emotionally entertain the thought of a top four finish? Because the teams we play in that first ten games is a really fair litmus test on where they will be at because it's quite a tough slate. So I've got the poll up on Twitter. You can go and have a look at that. I've got 9-1, and 8-2, and 7-3, and 6-4 and four there. I'm ruling out 5-5, five and five, so I think it has to be at least one of those four options. What would it have to be, Kempi, Izzy? That's a good question. Um, I've just gone through, and I don't know if this is... Gonna answer your question, but they've got ten home games left. They've got ten home games left, so for them to entertain entertain an opportunity to go to the top four, I think they've got to be really solid at home, and they're gonna be facing some tough outfits. And on the road, these next two games, Sharks Knights away, they've got to pick up one of those. And I'm more leaning towards the Knights game, if I'm gonna be completely honest. But for me, you've got to win at home. That is your backyard. That is where you put in a performance. So I'd probably go 10, 10 home game wins. They've got 10 left. They've won their one at home. They've won two at home. They've won in Wellington. They've won their last one at home. So just go undefeated at home, I feel. Yeah, that's a really good call to us because I, I raised that question on Sunday. Can they build a fortress again after what they've had in the in the uh, the COVID two years away from home, because you know if you look at the, what the Breakers have done when they travelled, they went over there and, and absolutely smashed teams because they are used to it. So winning at home, building a fortress, is a really good thing. Louis, that's a really good question. I think if you if you look at the eleven games leading up to the buy in round twelve, uh, I'm thinking a seven and four split. They need that if they're to be anywhere near the four. You know, generally, if when you're going through the rounds, you want to be split 50-50 to make the eight. I think you've got to be on the better side of that ledger um, coming the back end of the year. But but through the first twelve rounds, which is really tough because I've got some good teams to play. I think if they can split that going to that round, um, seven four wins with the buy takes them to fifty percent. I think they can kick on coming home in the back end. Beautiful. Love it, Kempi. Let us know, double eight, double three, on the Temper Bedpost text machine. Or give us a call. Can't wait. Question of the day. What is the 10-game record the 1NZ Warriors would have to have before we can legally and emotionally entertain the thought of a top four finish? Love to hear from you. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrance. Yes, welcome back. It's 27 past six on a cold wintry morning. And yes, Louis, we're in a hoodie. 
Uh, he's got a hat. He's got a double jacket. He has got the aircon on, and he is nice and warm in his wee sauna there at Addington Studios. So, yes, Mark, it is a freezing old morning. But we're talking Warriors, and Louis asked the great question, double eight, double three, oh eight hundred one five zero. the next wee block of games. They are currently 3-1, and one, and I'm going through. They've got the Knights and Sharks away, so I'm picking, hopefully picking up one there. Warriors at home, uh, taking on the Cowboys at home, Storm away, Roosters at home, Panthers at home. And then the Bulldogs away. So more heading towards 7-3 breakdown for myself. If you want to have that vote, you can go over to our Twitter page and, and there's a little a poll up there as well. But let us know. But for you, Louis, great question. Yeah, I thought my answer was going to be 8-2. Uh, and two, But after looking at it closely, I think 7-3 and three would have them a genuine top four contender. Because mm. I think they realistically... They're gonna have they will they're gonna have to beat the Knights to even be in the question. They're gonna have to beat the Cowboys to be in the question. So then you're asking them to win two of Storm, Panthers, Roosters, Sharks. And I think if they can split those games and go fifty percent between the Sharks, Storm, Panthers, Roosters, there will be enough there to say, Well, they can be a top four side and that's their that's their chops. Because if you can hang with those t- sorts of sides you are a top four contender in this version of the NRL. Whether that will happen, I, I don't know, and I think it's probably unlikely because that's not being rude to the one New Zealand Warriors. That's just extremely high bar. But I think seven and three is the answer, actually, now I think about it. Yeah, it's a good question. And there's one there where I'm looking forward to. They're playing a storm over in Melbourne. Traditionally, been a bit of a storm nemesis. They've been struggling lately, and we seem to go reasonably well up against the storm, Kempi. So... That could be one away from our cauldron where the Warriors could have some success. I'm getting excited. I always get overexcited with these Warriors. Yeah, look, there's more similarities of 2001 than just uh, how the Warriors have been playing over the last four rounds. If you look at the the draw and then you look at the, uh, the ladder, the top 15 sides are all within reach of each other at the moment. And I think that's going to play out the way that the competition's going all year. And it'll go down to probably one of, what am I saying here, seven teams that can make the the, the last two positions on the eight. And that was a similar position that in 2001 we were in when we went to Melbourne, which is interesting that you brought that up, and played them at uh, Elliott Stadium with the roof and got them in that game to make the eight. So... Look, I think I think a, a successful year for the Warriors is making the eight. I don't think it's making the four. But if the secret here is if they want to make the four, the teams will make the four in a competition that is so congested like this is the teams that go on a run and get three or four wins in a row, five, six. If you get if you get a team get five, six uh, wins in a row, get on them, put your money on them straight away to make the four because they'll be in it. Beautiful. Love that answer. Love the question there, Louis. Let us know. Temper bed post text machine, double eight, double three. We'd love to hear from you. There's plenty to debate throughout the morning. We've got some great guests coming up. But here's some headlines with Louis. Uh, he's going to give us a little update what's going on in the world and sport. But before then, here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. Thank you, Aroha. It's now time for some headlines with Louie, brought to you by Bunnings. Power your business with Bunnings Trade Power Pass. Louie. 
Josh Clarkson, the star of the show yesterday in the Ford Trophy final, 111 off 78 balls. Tom Bruce, 51 not out as well. Uh, the skipper played an absolutely awesome knock to steer them, but Josh Clarkson's the star of the show, and he is going to be knocking on the door for a Black Gaps call-up, and he has been for a long time. He's a very handy all-rounder, and in the next generation that we've been speaking about post this World Cup, he will be involved. He will be capped at some stage. Canterbury 212 for nine was never going to be enough and the Stags cantered there in the end with those two senior players leading the charge. They made uh, the total in 43.2 overs. So that's the four trophy final. Now the Stags need to go on and, um, well, do the business in the Plunkett Shield, take full maximum points in their last, the last match remaining and they could do double. How's this for some rugby league news as well? Very weird things going on in the NRL currently. Some teams making very baffling decisions. One would be Parramatta Eels saying that they want a superstar fullback and someone with X Factor when their fearless leader, probably the best one-on-one defender in the NRL on the goal line, Clint Gutherson is their skipper and current fullback. And the other one, this is fair enough, Jack Whiten is going to test the open market. He's got a clause on his contract allowing him to go to the market prior to round 10 this year to see what he could get next year. And he has spoken, according to Fox League, with the Dolphins about the prospect of joining the Dolphinos uh, for 2024 and beyond on what would be a huge, huge deal. And it would be a massive coup for Wayne Bennett to already start changing people's opinions that they could get someone like a Jack Wyden because this time last year, well, they couldn't. They get him. 100%. They get him. <laughs> the same thing happened to Ruben Wicky. You have a player that signs here for so many years, 14 years. Rubes was the same. The Warriors got him. Jack Wyden, he'd be paid well under um, what he's worth and going to the open market, smartest move for that person as an individual. So he's he's going to realise what his true worth is. That is such a such a good move by Jack White. Um, I know they're talking about loyalty and that, but I tell you what, when you come into that type of your career, there is no loyalty word in, no the, loyalty. in the conversation. <laughs> in the conversation. So Jack White needs to go out there and make sure he gets paid because he will do. Wayne Bennett will pick him up. The other the other part about that, the Clint Cutherson Cuth- uh, uh, one, Louis. How ridiculous! Seriously, they want to they want to just sign him. They want a top tier fullback. He is a top tier fullback. I don't know. I actually can't work that one out. I've been breaking my brains about that one all week. Going, well, who are you going to replace him with? Seriously, mm. are you going to? Re- and, and by the way, if you do throw him to market, he gets snapped up tomorrow. What are they doing? What are they doing, Gibby? They've just signed them on for a couple of years for some big money. Two point two million over three years. I was, I was reading the other day. They've just signed him on, and as a player, like, how do you feel being Clint Gutherson when when your club comes out, the team that is meant to have your back through and through, and has just said those damning words? Like, you'd be, you'd be like, okay, what do I am doing here? They don't want me. Why should I be here? And why should I even go out there and play? Like, uh, the situation. He'll be bigger than that, but it's not ideal. Like, who who are they even thinking? Are they are they um are they on Mars? Like who? Who can they sign potentially? That's that's a you know what that's this, a genuine superstar in the game. Mark my words. You know what this is? This is a scrap between recruitment and the head coach. It has nothing to do with the fullback. So yeah. I reckon what will play out is that the recruitment and the coach are having uh, they're locked in a scrap, and one of them and I, I reckon's recruitment said, "Well, 
we're going to sell your best player, the fullback, if you don't do if you don't do what we tell you to do. Oh, that, that's the only that's the only sense I can make out of this because it makes no sense. Makes absolutely no sense whatsoever, and uh, you get a sense there's plenty of clubs out there that are like that. There's no unity, there's no togetherness, and it's a bit of a boring at the moment. So uh, we'll watch this unfold, lads. Thank you for those headlines, Louis. It's now time for some quizzy dag. We want to get you paid. Oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven on the Kennard Tire phone line. If you haven't called in, you would have seen yesterday, Mazza. Had his chance to come through and win his first $50 TAB bet. Well, it's not rigged, I promise you. But we'll give you a good chance to get there. I might change the list. I might change the order. You know, just get us off to a good start. Maybe with Zaid, Brett from Huntley. Always getting off to uh, us off to a nice flying start. And then just as the quiz goes on, you might just magically appear towards the end of it. So give us a call. 0800 150 Take on the Quizmaster. If you get stuck... Well, Kempi, with his clue yesterday, he will dead set help you get through this. I promise you that. Give us a call right now. This is how we do it. This is how we do it. Quizzy, they come play it. Quizzy, they come play it. 0800 150 811. Now give us a call. Yes, give us a call, and the callers have called 0800 the phone lines are running hot. All right, we're going to open the bat with Kerry. Morning, Kerry. Morning, boys. How are we? Oh, very good this morning. Up bright and early. Miserable day out there, but great to be on the airways, Kerry. Uh, good luck today, mate. Question number one. How many points do you get for kicking a goal in AFL? Six. Six is correct. Question number two. Our next guest coming up after seven o'clock. What year did TJ Perinara make his debut with the All Blacks? Oh, grab a clue, Kimby. Val Adams and Richie Patterson carried the flag that year in the comms. Um, 2016. 2016 is incorrect. Sorry, Gary. You have a good day, my friend. Great clue, Kempi. Well done. <laughs> we are caller number two, Brenton from Auckland. Morning, Brenton. Hey, brother. How are you? <laughs> I am very, very good, Brenton. Always good when I hear your voice, brother. Question number two. What year oh, did hey. TJ Perinara? Make his debut with the All Blacks. Uh, 2014, I think it was. 2014 is correct. Question number three. Which city is the F1 being raced in this weekend? Uh, Clue, Gimby? The, cat, the cats are just down the road. Know that one. You guys have a lovely day. All good. You have a good day. Day too, Brenton. Thanks for your call. 0800 150 The Kennard Tire phone line if you want to give Quizzy Dag a wee crack this morning. The phone lines are open, so give us a call. Lukey from Dunedin. (laughs) Morning. 
Morning, Lukey. How you doing, mate? Freezing my ass off on the school camp. <laughs> Jesus. Get him up, mate. Get him today? up and running. Are you, are you at camp? Where, where are you at camp? Whereabouts? It's snowing everywhere. We're in camp, oh, Iona, and I'm in this big hall by myself. And the heat pump only goes on for every half an hour. It's shit night. <laughs> oh, mate, if you're cold, imagine the kids, you poor kiddies. What are the teachers doing here? Anyway, Lukey, good luck. Which city is F1 being raced in this weekend? No, oh, I'm just going to go to Melbourne. I've got no idea. Melbourne. Melbourne is correct, mate. Yeah, follow oh. your heart. There you go. Melbourne's correct. Question number four. Who won the LIV Golf Tours season standings in its first year last year? Cameron Smith. <laughs> Cameron Smith is incorrect. Lukey, you go back to that uh, heat pump of yours and get those kids up, mate. Get them nice and warm. Get the porridge on. Sad. Sad teacher. <laughs> Love it. All right, Caleb from Manawatu. How you doing, Caleb? G'day, lads. Good, good, good. Oh, good to have your call, my friend. Appreciate it. LIV Golf's Tour standings in its first year. Who won it, DJ? Who won it? Uh, Dustin Johnson. Dustin Johnson is correct. Caleb from the Manawatu. Question number five. The only one I knew you went over. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's all you need to know, mate. Here's the tip. Question number five. To win it, Caleb, good luck. Who is Anthony Joshua fighting this weekend? Uh, <laughs> Derek, Derek Chisora? Derek Chisora is incorrect, Caleb. Sorry, my friend. Hey, give us a call tomorrow, bro. Honestly, you never know what will happen. Okay? See you later. All right, we're going to go to... Barry from Baz. Auckland. Barry! Bazaroo! Morning, Baz. Uh, yeah, g'day, Izzy. How are you? Oh, I'm very well, thanks, mate. How's your day been today? All right? You're not too bad, brother. I'm just taking my son to rowing, actually. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> rowing. Early starts, mate. Isn't Early it, starts. Isn't it Marty this week? Uh, yeah, it is. It is, yeah. Yeah, it's Marty, uh, yeah, correct. Oh, the best to the Marty boys down there. That's a great one. I think it's in Cambridge this year. Awesome. That's correct. Yeah. Awesome. Well done. Well done, Dad. Good work getting up and nice and early and doing your, your parental roles. Love it. Absolutely love it. Let's get you paid, mate, Barry. Question number five. Who is Anthony Joshua fighting this weekend? Um, can I just have a clue, uh, Kenty? Benjamin. Benjamin. Had a big beard. The Yankee. Oh, um, US currency. <laughs> Franklin? <laughs> um, mate, I don't know, man. I don't know. Sorry, what's... Yeah, that's Franklin, mate. That's his last name. <laughs> well it. done. Barry, oh, really? Barry from <laughs> Auckland. Yeah, he's fighting. he's fighting Franklin. Over over there, so well done. There you go, fifty dollars oh, TAB good. bonus bet. <laughs> Barry, coming your way, and that's what you do, and that's yeah. what you get when you're a dad like you, and you get up early and you do what you have to do for your kids, so they succeed in what they love, and that is rowing. So there you go, fifty dollars TAB bonus bet coming your way, Bazza. I love your work, Dagger.
<laughs> all good, mate. All good. Hey, thanks to all our callers. Um, look, I'm, I love you all. I want to get you all paid, and I, I want to see everyone succeed. But when you're a new caller, I absolutely love it because that's what it's all about. And we want to entice everyone to come through and have a crack at Quizzy Dag. And we've had a few new callers, and I absolutely love it. it makes my day. Brett, still love you. You know, everyone out there that calls every single morning, still love you. Zadie, you know, a big part of our show. Thank you so much for your time. But, uh, Bazza, you got that $50 TAB bonus bet. Anyway, we've got a Love Racing update coming up with the one and only Louis Herman. Well, Mata Mata today, there is plenty going on. So we'll get a lead in from one and only Louis. For the TAB Punters Club. Noble Knight and Mayor of Norwood both to run top four. Okay, we'll put 100 on that. We have to have something on Noble Knight to win. Yeah. Drive for stride inside the 100. Noble Knight, Mayor of Norwood. It's Noble Knight, though, doing better. And Noble Knight won the last beat, Mayor of Norwood. Here comes the money. $2,296 to divvy up. $114 each. It's oh, so, geez. so sweet. Listen to the mail run from 8 a.m. Saturday for your share, then the good oil from 1 p.m. only on SCNZ. Ian Smith, your trusted voice in New Zealand sport. Mornings with Ian Smith, this morning from 9 on SENZ. Sleep well with Bioglint sleep support drops from Chemist Warehouse, now only $17.99. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. SENZ, we're four minutes away from 7 o'clock this morning. It's a Wednesday, which we all know what Wednesday means, don't we, boys? Kimpy, you'll be refreshing your page at about 2pm this afternoon, like looking for the marquees for this weekend, just to get involved. Um, big racing this weekend. We've got the Group 1 Mano 2 Sires. We had Trawbriand, who's been running in behind Tokyo Tycoon, who's obviously not the races this weekend, gets his chance at Group 1, but the Phillies and behind Trubriand, they're very, very good. Uh, low Flying and Tulsi, they'll both be in it for a long way. You have to say that Trubriand, in all the exposed form, he is the one to beat, though, and he'll probably start about two bucks. Um, he's trialled up. I've watched the trial. I've read Opie Boston's, Boston's comments about the trial uh, that Trubriand went through, and, and um, he was... Very impressed, and to be honest, the trial was super impressive. He looks like he's furnished into even a stronger young two-year-old racehorse now. So Trawbrand's going to be extremely hard to beat in that group one. Here, across the ditch, obviously, sharp and smart, boys. I don't know if you saw this. Mm. He drew the car park. Do we think he can still win? 100%. <laughs> he's, mate, on his, <laughs> on his form, mate, he can, he can draw the car park and go to the movies and still come back and win it. Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah, I'd agree with that. <laughs> I think that's probably about right, Kimfi. He he just he just seems like he's got some freakish abilities. Like the whole way we've said the whole way through this year we've said Sharp and Smart probably is the best three year old. Sharp and Smart's got the best form. The rest of the three year olds have come out and won. We've always thought that Sharp and Smart was the best of them. Why did you see, Rod- this- did you see Roger's interview? Oh, I love it. Mate, we should we should we should play that. Well, we need some money. <laughs> We've got to get paid, you know. He's just Roger, a classic. Who owns pretty much half of the back of Hamilton. Um, <laughs> he's doing okay. <laughs> and they, look, sharp and smart. The thing is, he's, he's going to be in our lives for a long time because Roger will race him and race him and race him. Touch wood that the horse has a healthy life and, and can do that. But I think he's going to go close. The other thing is we've got Andalus in the race, full of sincerity, and Mark Twain. How about this? 
box the four Kiwis up and just have a first four. We're going to run first four in the Australian derby, I reckon. Mate, they're how good. <laughs> Is it, have you I, checked, what's that pay? Oh, hey, don't come out till this afternoon. We well, yeah, wouldn't know. I mean, it'll, it'll be huge, but I honestly believe, actually, to be fair, I think they're the first four in the market. So I just, I believe that we honestly have the best stayers at this three-year-old crop, and, and we often do. And I think Sharp and Smarts, you're just getting a better price on them now. You can still have a healthy bet um, responsibly. Now, today at, at Mutter I do have a couple <laughs> that I'd like to lob out. Um, Race eight, there's a horse called Zantabulus. Zantabulus. $2.50 right now. The market's shut. She's got good form around her and started at a nice price last start, at a low price last start, and a good form race. And race seven, one race before that, Mr. Roshan has got great form around him and for Marshy. I think the time test Gaulding will be winning today with Ryan Elliott above. Mr. Roshan, race seven, and Zantabalus, race eight. Beautiful, Louis. Thank you so much. Yeah, big racing today and this weekend. It just gets better. TJ Perenara coming up. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Izzy Kempi for breakfast, SCNZ, just after 7 o'clock, double eight, double three. the temper bed post text machine is running hot. we got Mark from Christchurch here, size 12, Mark, in fact, and it was great to see Paul in Hawera got his, received his ZG23 Ranger golf shoes from Adidas yesterday and, well, took his young son, Matt, out there to the golf course and had a wee good, they look flash, they look fly, man. So good, so good to see our listeners uh, getting the rewards after a big couple of weeks with the shoes, in fact. If you got those shoes, send some photos through to the team. We'll put them up on our socials. Absolutely love giving back to the community, in particular, all of our wonderful listeners out there. But one from Mark before we get off and have a catch-up from uh, catch up with TJ Perenara. Boys, you can already see the Warriors' biggest problem this season will be injuries losing Martins huge, and to me, Volkman's not up to it. I hope I'm proven wrong, but the thing, one thing I thought is the Warriors' weak point depth in key positions. That mm. is from Mark Kempe. Yeah, and and we we pointed that out early on in the in the season. And if you go back and have a look at some of our socials here, when I did an interview down with the Warriors, it was a question that I posed to Andrew Webster: was was he happy with the depth at the club? I think it is one of the issues. We need to keep our players, especially our new signings, on the pitch. Uh, majority of the time, or majority of the players on on the pitch anyway, so uh, we don't want to lose those key players. Yeah, beautiful, Kempe. Well, I'm already two minutes late, and we already know what we do. What happens to our next guest when you run late? So we won't keep him any lo- any longer than <laughs> waiting any longer because we'll rip straight into me. Super Rugby has already delivered plenty of excitement this season, and it will only get better as many of our sideline All Blacks eye return in the coming weeks. One of those players is TJ Perenara who is on track to make a remarkable recovery from his Achilles injury that he suffered on the AB's end of year tour. He's with us this morning to talk about how the recovery process is going. TJ, morena. Morena, my brother, morena. How are you, man? Oh, good, good. Always good hearing your voice and watching you on the socials. I'm no surprises that it's come back this quick. You're the hardest worker I know and you've been through so much adversity off the field. Yeah, so surprised. How's how's the recovery going, mate? Yeah, Achilles, all good. 
Yeah, a lot better than I was uh, four months ago, bro. Uh, I'm out running around and stuff like that. We're in a strength building um, cycle of the of the rehab, which is a slower process, bro. But um, nah, it's going good, bro. Each day, each day it gets better and stronger. So um, it's exciting, bro. It's exciting. Hey, TJ. So when are you pushing the go button? When do we expect to see you back out there on the pitch? Um, for me, I'd like to be out there on the on the 28th of April, which is what five weekends away. Uh, that's sort of my my goal that I've had in mind. That takes me to to five months, and are we Frank's got back just after five months, so I know it's a realistic um, uh, goal for me. Um, but if we land somewhere in that neighbourhood, man, I'll be really happy with that. Eh? How does the build up uh, take place, uh, TJ? Are you just gonna run straight out there and play play some top grade? Are you gonna ease into it? With will the, will club be available to for you to go back to? to your roots and, and have a run around in Porirua? Uh, we, we haven't really talked too much about that process, but club... All right, mate, stop what you're doing and uh, park up and uh, put your mug next to that mic, mate, because you couldn't really hear your waha there through through the comms. So um, just just pay attention, will you? Um, just just quickly on 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 the season so far. There's been a lot of um, chat coming through uh, our airways in particular around around Cam Roygaard and his success into that nine jersey, mate. From you, you've had a front row seat to Cam and how he's been able to, to play his game and make his mark on, on Super Rugby. How impressed have you been? Yeah, I've been really impressed by him, mate. The way he um, applies himself throughout the week and puts himself in a position to, to perform on the weekend is, is something I really admire, bro. He's, uh, he's a good young talent, man, and he's only got um, upwards to go, I reckon. There's, the way he's been playing already, um, we can see um, the talent that he does have, and I think there's a lot more left in him. Hey TJ, talking about talent, are you guys worried about losing Geordie Smith to Melbourne? Geordie Smith, uh, we don't have uh, Geordie Barrett. Sorry. Um, nah, like I think is awesome for his growth and um, being. A- what are you doing? What, <laughs> what are, you, are you doing, what bro? Are you doing? Are you, are you building something? You're building a table. Hey Tej. Yeah, keeps cutting out. <laughs> bro. Got- I don't know what's going on. Now like, what are you? What are you doing? Are you building your mansion? Are you on the work site? <laughs> no, I just got out. I'm at, uh, I'm at training, bro, so I've just stepped out a bit. I think it's because I was connected to my headphones uh, when I was in the gym, bro. So, yeah, I think that's what it was. Sorry, bro. All, all good, all good. Hey, um, look, it has been a, a, a good start to the season for the Hurricanes. You're obviously in a new environment yeah. there in Upper Heart. So, what, like, what, what can you put the success down to, mate? This year, that the, the the group is starting to click, starting to mould, like all facets of play are coming together. Like, it's 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 a it's been a huge start for for the Hurricanes, which has been, you know, one of the Achilles tendons, as I can say. Sorry about the pun. Um, over the last few years, been able to start so well. Yeah, it's been it's been a really good start for the boys. I think we've got a, a lot of buy into how we want to play the game and a lot of belief in. Uh, both offensively and defensively where we want to hang our hats. So um, that's been a big one. Uh, we understand there's flaws in our game, but we're, we're okay with those flaws. And we, if teams can beat us in those places and they can find where that floor is, um, we're, we're content and we can adjust if teams, teams start finding it too often. But at the moment, we really believe in, in our systems and how we're um, operating. And that's been the biggest one, I think. Hey, Ted, you've been... You've been in- and around Super for so long now, you sit on the sidelines watching. What's the main difference, do you think, this year um, compared to others? 
Um, I think speed of games obviously gone up with the new rules and um, ball and play has been a has been a big one too. And I think, um, well, I, I watch nines a lot of the time, and I think nines are um, getting a big benefit with speed of game. We're obviously like we're often the, the fitter guys in the team, um, and to be able to, um, guys that are getting more tired um, apart a little bit. Oh, true. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. Hey, Teach, turn your headphones off, bro. Bro, I honestly don't know what's happening, bro. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. You, 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 we're having a good quarter all with you this morning. You, you're a busy man, and no doubt you've got plenty of rehab. But just always, I, I know you personally, and I know how competitive you are. We've played so much rugby together, and love you, hate you sometimes, but you're an absolutely <laughs> outstanding bloke. Like, like you are you are becoming of age. You, you're getting a lot... Um, you know, you're getting on in your career, even though you'd you wouldn't say that because you're you're very competitive. But what gets you up every morning, man? Like, what what do you want to achieve over these next couple of years, and what makes you tick every time you take a step out of that bed? Um, but I like one, I want to be the best, and that that's always been um, a big driver of me and uh, for me. And it's whatever I do, I want to be the best in it, and. Um, currently, um, I'm here with the Hurricanes and New Zealand Rugby, and I want to be the best um, player I can be. And my goal is being the best at rehab at the moment because that's my that's my current job. Um, but uh, another big one for me, like rugby, is such a uh, game that for me so much, and I feel like I owe owe rugby um, the best that I can be every day. It's, it's allowed me to see the world. It's allowed me to fight for my. Um, it's helped me through through tough times. It's been consistent for me um, as something to be there. So um, for me, I want to give rugby um, the the credit that it deserves. You know, by by getting up every day and trying to be the best at it. No, oh, you you continue to do that, mate. You are a community man. I see it on your socials and what you've been able to do for all your whanau throughout your life. They'll be so proud of you, Tej. Um, like you, you're talking about the the game and the halfback role. Like how how has the halfbacks role evolved this year with those changes, particularly around the scrum? You know, number eight's influence off the back of the scrum. It's obviously trying to span in the works for nines and being able to be pests around the back there. Have you seen the game and the position in the nine position evolve this year? Yeah, I have. I, I think defensively, um, like you said, is a, a big one. Um, we've had to make different decisions uh, around how we defend it at. I'm, I mean, at, at scrum time, sorry, and it's probably influenced um, backline defences a little bit more and opened up um, opportunities on the offensive side of the ball for nines and for the rest of the backline as well. So um, we've seen opportunities for us that um, that have really helped our offensive game and our set-piece game, mm. um, and no doubt other teams have seen that as well. So I think the team who are they? <laughs> well, it's, it's a lot harder for Lucy's and that to defend and tends to defend now without a nine being able to shut one side of the scrum down. Um, so it, it does open up both sides. And you can see often, especially on midfield scrums, uh, one of the sides is going to be imbalanced. And um, if we can pick that side and execute, um, it gives us really good opportunities to score. And it, it's hard to defend, man. So um, I've been talking to Jules in that as well. It's probably harder on wingers too because us as nines or tens, we're just going to shut a lot of the time and make sure that we make a play in our area um, and it's going to put wingers or outside backs under more pressure to make a really good play out there.
Yeah, you just yeah, have, you right. just have to look at that. Um, it's it's evolved too, and in, in rugby league too, to that scrum play. You know, they they go f- hell for leather um, for that first play. Just while you yeah. while you're watching it, Tej, you know, and you're saying the game's evolved, and obviously they're only taking three halfbacks away at the end of the year. Have you have you ranked the halfbacks this year? Who do you think's going well? Oh, um, yeah, that's a tough one. I haven't probably ranked um, the halfbacks. I definitely look at our nines and, and how our nines are going, and I think um, they're, they're playing awesome. Um, I think Cortez Latima, uh has gone good uh, in his opportunities up at the Chiefs. Webby's obviously steering the ship really well up there. Um, Nagy come back a little bit late, so he missed the first couple games, and I know... Um, I know those boys uh, had a, had a really tough start to the year as well, but um, his direction and his accuracy is also always um, something that's impressive. Um, but yeah, I'm a big fan of Cam Roygaard too, man. The way he's been playing has been uh, it's been special to watch. Yeah, we're pretty lucky. We've got some talented nines around the country that are continuing yeah. to put his hand. Cortez Ratama, I think he's outstanding there for the Chiefs. Um, just quick before we let you go. Yeah, he goes really good. He reminds me of yourself. So competitive. He's always in there and loves loves the physical contact area. Hey, Teach, obviously big news the other day. Brad Shield signing for 2024 for the Hurricanes and obviously a huge cue. He's won it for you in 2016. He knows what it takes. What does this signing mean for the club? Yeah, I think it's awesome, mate, to have um, one of our legends back at the club. Um, it's going to be good for our younger boys in that position. We lose Adi um, next year, so to bring Brad back in. Um, with that leadership role and just someone who's been there and done it, um, it brings um, yeah that experience. It brings the the passion for the clubs to see one of our ex Hurricanes um, come back. It's like man, someone's coming home, and the the passion you get from someone who's been away for so long to come home to their home um, club, um, I, I think that's infectious for the team, and I think that's going to be good for us. Hey, we appreciate your time, teaching. We had a, a message come through from Horse. He says, Hurricanes hard. Group of young <laughs> men. Kids even got a call from Geordie yesterday to talk some smack. TJ, get out of the shower when you're on the phone, bro. That is from Horse. <laughs> Sorry, Mark. Sorry about that. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. We appreciate your time, and thanks so much good, for uh, for your conversation this morning, mate. It's great to see you on track to make a comeback and we're looking forward to seeing you don that yellow jersey and being the pest that you are. TJ Pedernar, thanks so much, mate. Later, bro. There he is, the one and only TJ. Great to hear from him and whatever he was doing. Oh, my. <laughs> He's crazy. Oh, I was cutting in and out. I was like, what is he? Is he driving? Is he in the car? What's he doing? Headphones. It was, it was like he was on the phone, but then it would just like, feel like he'd put his phone down and walk away. Yeah, it did. It, it sounded like he was... I thought, I thought, oh, you're in the shower, and then it sounded like he was getting in the glove box at <laughs> one stage. But, mate, he's always such a good chat, you know, like... Um, He's just so straight up putting those names out there, you know. It, I know, I know. Being a halfback, like when you're when you're playing for the the top um, the top job, I know he's looking at all those halfbacks, you know. So I can't wait till he comes back because that adds another another dynamic to the mix. Only taking three away at the end of the year. Can't teach come back and get one of those spots, man. Be be interesting. Be interesting to see that back in back end of the year and how he's playing. Double eight, double three. Let us know the halfback position is contentious at the moment. You got Aaron Smith, you got Brad Weber, you got Falau Fakatava, 
you got even Mitch Drummond throwing his hat in the ring there. You've got uh, Finlay Christie, Cortez Ratama, Cam Roygaard. That is seven names. And then you've got TJ Perinara coming back. Seven and three don't go don't go together. So some quality players are going to miss out. Double eight double three oh eight hundred one five oh. Let us know on the temper bit post text machine who your three halfbacks are at the moment because this was a question you asked the other day around the halfback area um, to to Andy Ellis and myself, Louis. And there's a ton of names out there, and there's a decision that they're going to have to make. Do you go for some young? Fresh talent going to the World Cup, or do you go with the old adage of experience trumps talent? Let us know. We'd love to hear from you on the Temper Bed Post text machine. That was TJ Pedanava. He apologises for whatever he was doing. I'll go and find out and let you know. But off the back fence with the one and only Tony Kemp coming up. You're listening to Izzy and Kempy for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrance. The back fence with Tony Kemp. So the NZRL and the International Rugby League Federation have announced they want to play a revamp for nations at the end of the year to rebuild their calendar. A competition between New Zealand, Australia, Samoa and Tonga has been proposed. This is to replace the existing Northern versus Southern Hemisphere tournament we have known in the past. While the idea of a four-team international tournament is good, for me, unfortunately the comp. Uh, concept steps on the mana of our own Indigenous Pacific teams. Hang on, what about the New Zealand Māori and the Australian Indigenous All-Stars who have fought so hard to be recognised as equals amongst their peers in the game of rugby league? To exclude them from a Pacific competition seems to make no sense. Once again, the people at NZRL have taken the lazy option. They have simply tried to cash in on the growth and success of the emerging Pacific Nations game. And I believe what should be played in this window is what has been called in the past the Pacific Cup. It should be reborn. The winner of the Pacific Cup possibly could be the fourth team in the competition in the competition to play England, Australia and New Zealand. And I do wonder how poor old England feels as they have been left out of this new format. Not very happy I imagine after committing hundreds of thousands of dollars to past Four Nations competitions. The showcase match between New Zealand Māori Indigenous All-Stars at the beginning of the season is a wonderful event, but it has to evolve and become more than a one-off season starter. Both sides have shown the world that they need to be included, not excluded, for future games which contain other Pacific Nation teams such as Samoa and Tonga. Let's really develop and extend rugby league with more competitions. We can do better than replacing our current three nations with what seems to simply be a repackaged, relabeled tournament. Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. Yeah, totally agree, Kemp. Yeah, and absolutely love it. The only questions are, and if we're able to do that and have the inclusion of Indigenous and the, uh, the Māori All-Stars, is the competitive nature of the competition. Is there a lot of competition and um, depth amongst that crop of group to allow that to happen? I, I think there is, don't get me wrong. But a lot of those players that are playing in the Māoris will be playing for the Kiwis, I'd imagine. 100%. Like, the the thought of the Pacific competition, so it should be called a Pacific Cup, and the arguments could be that the Kiwis and the Australian join that with New Zealand Māori, with the um, Australian All-Stars, the Tongans and the Samoans, and what you'd get, you'd get players choosing which they would want to play for, such as the Tongans and the Samoans, why they have um, regained their money in the in the international game. The problem that you the problem that you got 
is that it's the windows is you know what I mean? So Origin, yeah. they've already played what they call their it's Pacific the games in that week where they give you know one-off games to Tonga and Samoa, Pup, um, the Cook Islands and all that. They play that in that game. And then now what they're saying is, well, we want to play the best of those teams at the end of the year. I actually think, I've had this conversation already this week, the players are just aren't going aren't to cop it. I think eventually, especially New Zealand Māori, if they can get real good governance – and especially the Australian Indigenous, um, we're going to stand up and say, "I'm sorry, we're, we're not going to be pushed out of this anymore." Mm. When you think, when you think about it, they they lead the NRL competition to start the year, and then they get pushed out the back door. They don't play in any other competition, and it's, it's simply steps on the mana of those two teams. And I think, I think, while I think it's great that Samoa and Tonga are included as in that tier one competition, I also think that you, to grow the international game, you have to include New Zealand Māori and Australian Indigenous. I think you can add on to that. After the success of the Rugby League World Cup, you had Ireland actually competing. You had Wales over there were showing some comp- competitive nature to their game. You've got England. You've got uh, Lebanon with their quality over there with Robbie Farah's influence on the side. Like There, there is some quality out there, so there is a, the foundations are there. To continue to build this, I think you're dead right with that. They're just going with the same old uh, trusted and tried formula because they're a bit, bit afraid of going outside of the box because of the repercussions that potentially could come from this. So, look, I hear what you're saying. I think uh, it's it's always the question, Kempi Louis, like the window of opportunity, the fighting from northern and the south, like who's got all the power, the buy-in from either. It's just an ego, an ego off, isn't it? Like who has all the power here? I totally agree. If you agree with Kempi, let us know. Double eight, double three, oh eight hundred, one five oh eight eleven. The same old tried and true four nations. Well, they said it's been revamped, but it's absolutely done nothing. In inclusion of the NRL All Stars, the Indigenous All Stars, the Māori All Stars, up there in England, the Welsh, the Irish, Lebanon, even that could be a competitive competition. We have to wait four years, and don't get me wrong, there's the most cherished international cup, which is the Rugby League World Cup. But still, we could have some uh, some change here and include other nations to make Rugby League international level competitive more than it is today. Love it, Kempi. Off the back fence from you. Coming up, we've got some headlines with Louis. And then we've got Nick McGurin coming on to talk about that TAB Entane deal that was put to the... Uh, that was posed the other day. Hasn't been signed off yet, but pretty sure it's going to be signed. But Nick McGarren will give us a wee bit more detail on that new deal with the TAB. But before then, here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. Thank you, Aroha. It's now time for some headlines with Louis. Brought to you by Kennards Hire. Make your job easy. Kennards.co.nz. Louis. A little bit of basketball, and it's interesting because he was a superstar only not too long ago, but Ben Simmons has been shut down for the rest of the season. He's not going to play another minute in the NBA this year for the Brooklyn Nets. His career has not just plateaued, it's plummeted. He can't play in the modern day NBA right now he's had to be benched and he has never really shown that desire to want to play so it's been confirmed this morning by ESPN he will not play for the rest of the year 
Part of me wonders if he will play in the NBA ever again. And what has been Simmons' It's not futures. injuries. It's not injuries, Louis. Is it form? Oh, it's, it's something. Attitude. Yeah, form. Can't, attitude, can't mental capacity. He just doesn't want to get better. And he's, they've tried to rehabilitate him. He's spoken about back pains and all that sort of thing. But this has been three years now. Wow. Uh, two years now of more, more or less of grace. sitting out. A total fall from grace. Really disappointing for Australia's brightest basketball star only. Yeah, two years ago. He's still owed about a hundred and something million dollars by the NBA um, Brooklyn Nets now. He was obviously traded from Philadelphia, so that's quite shocking. This is also, I found, quite shocking this morning. Reported by Napes, Liam Napier in the New Zealand Herald. Tom Robinson, the Blues star, let's call him that because he's a yes. very good Super Rugby player. Where's he going? Toyota. To Steve Hansen. So this is a massive kick in the guts for New Zealand rugby, but this is a guy who's been knocking on the door and he's been involved in vague camps. He's not been given a cap or made a match day 23 uh, or even a squad, I don't think, yet. But he's always had big talent. He's struggled with knee injuries. He's the latest to head overseas. So these these sorts of players are becoming increasingly valuable in the Japanese top league because you can only play three capped players in each side. So what they're doing is they're looking for those experienced players that don't have caps. And Steve Hansen here is, well, he's got Aaron Smith, Bowden Barrett on his way. And now he's got Tom Robinson. Now, this is concerning because we know the exodus leaving the All Blacks next year. Well, how about the players that haven't made their decisions what they're doing next year yet? And I hadn't quite re- realised this. Lester Fyanganuku, both Rico and Akira, Sean Stevenson, Roger Tuivasa-Shek, probably the most high-profile players, and Sam Whitelock have not committed to what is hap- what what they are going to do next year. Obviously, we're losing Richie, Brody, Peter Gus, Shannon Frizzell, um, Dan Coles is retiring, and then you start losing players like Tom Robinson underneath. It's not necessarily plain sailing for NZR and Scott Robertson next year. Yeah, I can understand why Tom's done it. Like he's. That, that, that reminds me of, uh, um, oh, what was the lock from Hollanders that had played, been in the All Blacks camp for a while and it's gone Japan. And a guy like Richard Buckman, who was knocking on the door of the All Blacks, that just not quite made it to international level, but a very, very good super rugby player. Mate, he's going to go over there and he can play for years and he'll fill his bank up. So, mate, I'll, I'll get on him. Good on him that he's done. He's done that. He's made that decision, but it is concerning when you when you rattle off those names, Louis. Um, all reports are heading towards Roger, heading to Japan. He's already shut the door on the NRL return, Kempi. So Japan is probably the more most likely. Like for Roger in particular, if we do lose him, how do we look at this? How do we look at this this transition from league to rugby to New Zealand? And the impact he's had. Do, do you feel like he just hasn't been quite up to it? Or do you feel like he has been shafted in, in the way that he has well, played the game? And the, I, I think he's been let down. I think he's been pulled into the wrong position. If I'm going to throw it all out there. Yeah. I think he's been pulled into the wrong position. Look, I think um, I think it's a very smart decision to, to turn down a rugby league contract that is the, at the time that he did that to play rugby union because it extends his life as a footballer. 
He isn't coming back to rugby league purely because he can get a lot more money and time out of staying in rugby union because it's a, a sport that's a lot more um, better for his body. You know what I mean? So I think it's really smart business from him and his managers uh, in deciding to do that. I, as far as the, the form and playing for New Zealand, mate, it's, it, it's the risk you take when you're up against talent. You know what I mean? You came up against it. You know, I came up against it. When there when there are players that are better than you and you can't make the team, it comes down to talent. And talent in positions at the moment that Roger's trying to play in, whether or not the coaches are picking him in the right spot, they're just better than him. And and unfortunately that's the reality of um yeah. of playing at that top tier. So on on the back end of it, signing for Japan, I, I think that's a no brainer, you know. Less, yeah. lesser competition, same type of money. He gets to do that probably for another three or four years. You can't do that in the NRL. Nah, for sure. He's going to get paid over there and he's going to fill up his bank. And yeah, it could have been the one that got away. Well, time will tell. He hasn't signed yet. But anyway, we will soon find out. Mickey G, Mick Guerin coming up. We're going to be talking TAB Intain deal shortly. Well, sports and racing uh, gambling in New Zealand is about to undergo some very noticeable changes as the TAB prepares to end a strategic partnership with Australian company Entain, essentially brands, lab breaks and neds. The deal, which is yet to be signed off, won't have a huge difference on day-to-day punters, apart from hopefully some slightly more beneficial punting options and odds. But it could be huge, given the ramifications for racing industry and what the gambling product looks like in New Zealand. McGarren, he's the host of the Mail Run on SENZ, and he's also a long-time racing editor for the New Zealand Herald. He's good enough to join us this morning. Morning, Mick. How are you, how are you this morning? Yeah, boys, I'm bouncing. I'm, I'm, I'll be giving another beautiful day by the Lord. I'm feeling good about stuff. I am into it. Got a couple of shows this morning, and then I'm on a plane to Sydney this afternoon. So, boys, I couldn't be here. Oh, mate, you what a life. Champagne and, and flights. You know, that's what happens when you're <laughs> nah. an A-lister, Mick. Hey, can you break it? No, yeah, can you break I'm off the drink? I'm off the drink for the week. I'm going to behave myself because it's a busy work week. Because this entertain stuff, big big stuff. No, I am for a couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's a big deal on what I do because, like, first of all, boys, it's a 25 year deal, and not a lot of deals are for 25 years. That's a bloody long time. Now, there's two groups of people in this, and we'll divide them in half. The normal punter, anybody listening to this, and good morning to you, who wants to have their $10 on first try score or $20 on a horse, if you do so responsibly, won't affect you at all. You might just get a few more options. You might get a few more things you can bet on, maybe a few more different games. There might be some different tech on the app. But on the whole, if you're just having a bet once in a while with the boys and girls, no stress. This isn't going to bother you at all. There might be some new branding. For the racing industry, it matters a lot more because the TAB takes all the money, takes off your expenses and gives the rest of the money back to both racing and sporting bodies. All the sporting bodies in the country where New Zealand bet on that sport, the TAB, get at least a little share of the money. And for people who have big overseas sports, like, for example, baseball and basketball that aren't huge here but are massive overseas, they get quite a bit of money from the TAB. But because the expenses are really tough, because you know, you're running a, 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 a small entity, uh, it costs a lot of money. So by outsourcing it, because effectively you're outsourcing it, you're saying to these entang guys who are lab brokes and meds, but they're a huge English-based company, you do all the work and just give us more money and we're going to need to spend this. Now, for people who are listening to this at home, how would that work? 
It'd be like if Air New Zealand, for example, it's our national airline, and we're very proud of it, and we still had it, but all the financials, all the catering, all the booking systems, all that stuff which you don't really care about too much was done by Qantas or Emirates. So what we've seen is you guys have a big machine, you supply us with all the stuff, but we still want to be the New Zealand TAP so people can bet here. And that's effectively how it's going to work. All that extra money going back into racing is going to help make the racetrack safer, it's going to help people to develop apprenticeships and get more staff through, and it's going to help stakes, which means the people listening to this who own a horse can get some more money back. So it's not as all rosy and rainbowy as it sounds, but on the whole, it's a very, very good deal, and it comes at the right time because racing's at a critical mass point, boys, where it's still fun and it's still sexy, but it's bloody expensive, and people are going to start needing getting some money back, or as you boys both know as racehorse owners, you start to think, well, <laughs> is it worth it? Is it worth it? This is definitely worth it. I've been shafted that many times, Mickey G. Look, <laughs> you spoke about it. The rebranding. Of the TAB. Is it going to be rebranded, become Ladbrokes TAB? Like, what, is it still going to be the TAB? That comes down to the minister. So the TAB is a statutory body. The overlord of all of this who distributes the money has to exist. That's by law. I think they'll keep the brand, but like any brand, you can have a secondary brand. So there might be TAB Sport, you know, which is for people who only want to be on sport and have a different type of app. Well, those things are all possible, but the actual TAB will still exist. It won't disappear. What brand they choose to use for it, well, that's vastly no different from Vodafone and, and now what it's called One. I mean, it, it doesn't really affect people very much because once you've got an app on your phone, as you know, you tap on the app. Most of them only know them by colour anyway. There's my red app. Oh, that must be such and such. And off you go. So for normal people, it's not going to affect them much. I think it's really important. The most important thing for the minister, because Kira McInerney has to sign off on it, is to make sure that successful punters are looked after and are still able to get their bets on rather than being restricted and turned away by the TRB because that just pisses people off. Mick, just... Uh, oh, sorry about jumping in there. I was just going to say, the pieces that have to come together with the election year, will the minister pass this? He'll pass it. He'll pass it because... It doesn't cost any jobs. All jobs are guaranteed for two years. That's a good thing. It puts a lot of money, foreign money, back into the country. And any time foreign money comes out of the country is really important. The bigger question for post-election is whether we get geo-blocking. Now, geo-blocking is when the government says, if you live in New Zealand, you can't do with offshore operators. That's not part of this. That's going to hurt, is he? Well, that's (laughs) it's going to hurt a lot of people. (laughs) And what you need is the guarantee that if you're going to do that, people here get a fair go. That's a separate issue to this. If that comes in, it has to go through the House and then select committee and become part of law. So that's quite a long while away. I would say it's at least a year away. But those two things tied in together could enormously change the betting landscape. But here's just a fact there, boys. 90% of futures bets in New Zealand, 90% are $50 or less. And if you're betting $50 or less, this isn't going to affect you at all. You're not even going to come up on these people's radar. No, that's <laughs> really good to I'm know. I'm TAB through and through. Don't worry, bar it. Mate, I think it's good, Mick. I, I really do. I think you, you did right. You hit the nail on the head right at the beginning when it's about the people that uh, own horses, train horses, and, and keep the industry going. They need to get some money back in the game, and hopefully that comes. And just before we let you go, Sharp and Smart's drawn the, the cinema down the road. Um, 
do you think it gets up still? It can get out of the cinema early enough to get that 17th gate and get, get home and win it? Boys, I, I thought it was a good thing until about this time yesterday. Like the, the run to the first bend for the 2400 metre start at Randwick is 180 metres. And when you're a horse, that's about nine seconds. Now, you can't get inside 16 barrier spots in nine seconds. He is going to need to be clearly, clearly the best horse in this race to win. Uh, my confidence in backing him has been shaken. So very, very tricky barrier. If he wins on Saturday, boys, he is 100% guaranteed to win horse of the year because it'll need to be something huge. Well, look no further than the one and only Very Elegant. They thought Very Elegant can win the Melbourne Cup from there, from the car park, went on to win it. Get up, sharp and smart. And Mickey listen, G, listen, you get on your kite you, and you get over to Sydney. Listen, <laughs> listen to you talking about Very Elegant barrier drill. Who have you become in the last five years? Oh, my. Uh, I know. Who would have thought? I love the TAB and I love your chat this morning, Mickey G. Thank you so much for your time, mate. You enjoy your time in Sydney. Behave. We know what you're yeah. like. Thanks so much. <laughs> Thanks, boy. Thanks for the chat. <laughs> Enjoy Sydney, mate. <laughs> there he is. Mickey G talking the TAB Intain uh, deal that has taken place. We'll be back shortly to wrap up the hour. Yes, welcome back. We're coming up to 8 o'clock. We've got a few messages coming through in regards to your news in the half an hour uh, slot there. Louis talking about Tom Robinson. Sad about Tom Robinson. I personally feel he's the most highly disrespected player in New Zealand rugby with his constantly with his constantly being overlooked. I love the guy. He's an energizer bunny. That is from Matt. Couldn't uh, agree more there, Matt. Thank you so much for your message. And another one here from Pete. Morena, guys, I've just heard the news about Big Red. I am a Tanifar supporter, but I honestly believe he has absolutely deserved the chance at the top level. Yet the ABs have persisted with the likes of Frizzell and Yuani, who have lacked any consistency and have flattered to deceive on numerous occasions. Yes, Tom had his injury problems, but no one could argue that when he steps on the field, he brings physicality to the role, he moves bodies, he wins line-out ball. He's proven that if you put him into space, he has the ability to finish from distance, and he certainly doesn't shirk in his defensive duties, and he gives 110% every game he plays, which can't be said about the two players that are mentioned before. Rise up, Tony Fars, that is from Pete. Yep. It's a difficult situation. He has been overlooked constantly. I feel like it was the previous selectors that have probably overlooked him. And if he has lost and he has signed for Toyota, it'll be a huge loss. Obviously, with Ethan Blackett, his latest injury, he's out. He's got some niggles. He can he he tends with the way he plays to garnish a few uh, niggles in his time. So yeah, if he is going to move on. At the end of the year, that'll be a huge, huge loss. Here's a couple of more messages there on the Temper Bedpost text machine. Double eight, double three. We'll get to them in the new hour. Coming up, we're going to talk to Nick White with our sport and connection to the land. Nick White is the scrum coach for the Chiefs. Well, he's a farmer. He's a horse farmer as well, and he's continuing down that journey. So we'll continue our horse theme. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together, we're shaping and building New Zealand. Welcome back, it's Izzy and Kempi for breakfast, SENZ, it's just after 8 o'clock on a cold and miserable day down here in Otetahi Christchurch, the sun is poking its 
uh, rays through the clouds there, but she's. Well, I walked outside, it is absolutely freezing, so no surprises you're all rugged up there, Louis, because it is so cold down here in Christchurch. Hope you're doing okay so far. We've got a big hour ahead. I'll quickly read this message before we get to our next guest. I reckon it's awesome having Samoa and Tonga included, and if the doubleheader at Eden Park goes ahead, Samoa v Tonga and Kiwis v Kangaroos is, uh, will be there in more... I'd love to see the Māori League team and in Indigenous, but I reckon it would be cruel to make them choose between the jersey that they love. From Jamie from Watnaka, we appreciate your message, Jamie, and I'll get Kempi's reaction to that message after our next guest. We're going to have a catch-up with the one and only Nick White. We're going to be talking his connection to the land, his connection to the Chiefs, his ability at the top level to be able to coach for such a long time and have an awesome playing career to boot as well. So our next guest is brought to you by Collier's Rule and Agribusiness License REAA 2008. It's time for this. Sport and the connection to the land on Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. Collier's Rule and Agribusiness License REAA 2008. Yes, the relationship between sports in New Zealand and the land we live on runs as deep as anything. It's impossible to ignore that our beautiful and unique surroundings of vast and rural communities have helped shape and mould the Kiwi identity. Many or most of us, the successful athletes, have used to reach the top of their craft. Driving hours to training, using work on the farm as time in the gym, developing resilience and mental fortitude whilst working the land. All part of growing up in rural New Zealand while chasing sporting dreams. Nick White has had a long career in rugby, playing for the Crusaders Blues and the Highlanders himself. He went on to coaching where he's coached Auckland and NPC and now finds himself as a scrum coach for the Chiefs. That move to the Waikato has been gold for him and his family and they're now balancing their day jobs with breeding racehorses under the banner of Kahanui, their new thoroughbred nursery. Living the dream, we reckon, and Nick is on the line with us. Morena, Nick, how are you, mate? Good, boys. Good. Good to catch up. Yeah, mate. Now it was good to catch up with you, Nick, at the uh, Karaka Sales this year. How's it all gone for you? This uh, this transition from, I guess, the rugby field to the to the breeding grounds of of thoroughbred champions. Oh, no, it's pretty exciting to be honest. Um, you know, pretty in the infancy of it, but um, we've doing been doing the adjustment for the last sort of three or four years, and uh, and this year was the the first year we had a crack at the um, the yearling sales, which is which is bloody good. Actually, it was pretty exciting and had a lot of help and uh, um, you know encouragement to get into it. So um, yeah, so it's been bloody good. Talk us through that that transition into the breeding, Nick. Uh, look, it's it's obviously a lot of work and and a lot of um, you know things that need to go your way. So how did you get into it, mate? And how have the last couple of years been for you getting into the breeding game? Oh, well, my wife's family. Um, her dad was a, um, a horse trainer, so I sort of had a bit of a, uh, an in, in there straight away. And she's she she's grown up with horses all her all her life, and so. Um, we had one of his um, good um, mares that had 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 a couple of foals and stuff. So, and then we just sort of obviously had a, an, an interest in it, and um, we ended up going to a lot of the sales anyway. So we thought, oh, if we're going to go, we might as well have a crack. So it's um, no, it's been good. It's just we probably probably just need to um, we're just going to stick to the adjustment and and the weanlings, not try and you know try and do too much. Otherwise, uh, you end up being a Try and be a jack of all trades and be absolutely no good at either all of them. So <laughs> try and just keep it simple and um, 
but it's a good industry to be in. You, you fellas know that. So, um, you know a lot of good people and. You know, people from all different walks of life, so it's been uh, it's been good like that. We'll talk we'll talk a little bit about that in a minute, Nick. But tell us a little bit about yourself. What's your backstory? Where did you come from? Um, I'm from up uh, in Northland, um, so I, well, I grew up there and uh, played a bit of footy for Northland before I before we headed uh, to Auckland, and um, yeah, came off a came off a dairy farm, so we milked cows for a, a little while. So um, yeah, just always. Always uh, enjoyed the the farming background. That's for sure. It's been probably it's a good mix of sport, as as, as you guys um, as you guys know. And it's probably especially with the footy. It was good for um, you know it's all very well hitting the hitting the lines in the gyms, but that farm strength, uh, especially up as well, being a forward anyway, it was bloody good to have that as a have that in your back pocket. That's for sure. I wouldn't know, Nick. I'm back, mate. We don't get our hands dirty. <laughs> we no, stay away we've from the hard work. You've got to have those guys that wear those fancy slippers out wide, mate. You know that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Hey, for sure. How, how do you go about balancing your time between rugby and obviously racing? It, it must be tough. There's a lot of time on your hands with those horses. I think I've just bought a pony, so good luck to me. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, that's another story altogether, mate. You're in trouble now. Um <laughs> But now that I'm, I'm a bit lucky with uh, at the Chiefs, um, you know, like it's uh, I have to obviously go to all the trainings and stuff like that. But um, I've got screeching tyres at about three three o'clock, and um, I, I'm lucky I'm able to get out of there, and I don't sort of have to do all the extra stuff after training the meetings and stuff. So I'm pretty lucky with with that. But you just got to be, I suppose, just got to be organised and. Uh, you know, you, you know what it's like, mate. You get your old daily schedule with footy. You just got to plan around it and um, make sure you organise. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I did, bloody lucky. If, um, you know, a lot of a lot of times you're not, you can't, you couldn't get away with that. But I'm just lucky with uh, Clayton and that that um, I'm able to do that. Mate, great name, Kahanui, big and strong. You know, like the whole um, industry that you and Nikki are building on. What what's the future like? And what what are the tricky parts that you're finding being I guess your first uh, your first sales this year as well. Oh, it's it's probably just um, you know all you know the the preparation of sort of you know knowing um, you know the the right feeds you know how you know what um, the all the walking and muscling them up and all that that's probably just probably the the biggest learning thing I think it's a bit of just general stockmanship to, though with the horses I think a lot of the cattle and the you know, you go back to the old bloody calf club days, and thing. It's just, it's a, a little bit of a crossover of that. But that, I think, I, the the big thing has been able to. Um, we've got a lot of people around that we can sort of, um, you know, you get tips and stuff off that just help you out. But um, I think the more you do it, um, the better we're going to get. The more you learn and stuff. So, um, but it's the old story, mate. You just listen and listen and listen to other people and um you know and you've got to back yourself too back back what you're doing it's like anything if you um if you have a crack just back yourself and and learn on the way well you got a, a couple of sales coming up i'm doing some reading um and particularly looking forward to offering their two book one Phillies lot 394 the old man's or philly out of the moor then ready mare on the move lot 517 the capitalist philly out of Shua Mek, uh, snitch your daughter of Group One winner Shameka. Like for you, what does success look like at those sales, mate? A lot of pressure. Oh yeah, there is a bit of pressure, I suppose. But I mean, the best the, the, the best thing is is just 
making sure you present the horses as best you can. You know, like you sort of if you if you turn up with them and and they're in a good order and obviously their breeding helps, but um, they're a good type and and all the, the experts can uh, you know sit there and look at them and think that they they can take them to another level. That's the main thing. So just making sure they're. Um, you know, they're not nutcases, you know, they're, they're happy uh, leading around the old ring and stuff like that. So that makes a big, that makes a big, uh, it's a big help in trying to sell them, that's for sure. Talking about experts, Al Sheik Sharok, he was getting through those aeroplanes that you had out there up at the crack of sales <laughs> like there was no tomorrow. Um, what's it like, mate, with the people and, you know, especially mixing with uh, Al when you're looking for, I guess, some of that knowledge, has is it, is it been invaluable? Oh, it is. It's good talking to all those sort of guys. It's um, you know just chewing the fat with them. Just you know they they can sort of uh, point out little bits and pieces to you, and um, you know give you tips and that, and, and which I think is a really good thing about the industry. A lot of people are happy to help out and give uh, give out their information, and um, you know try and assist you know and try and assist people that are having a crack. So I think you know I think the industry in general is a as a is on the up, you know, it's a pretty positive place to be, so, um, but all, even John Thompson, you know, Roddy Schick, all those guys, you know, they've all been, they're all good people and, you know, all try and help out, so, uh, with those big studs and that, so it's, um, yeah, no, it's good to be a part of and looking forward to, you know, try, um, staying with it in the future. That's the Kiwi way, and the, the Kiwi way, we love sharing information, helping others, bringing them through the industry. Look, and you've got some beautiful and some big studs that have offered so much on the world stage in terms of breeding. Like for Kahanui, is that something on the horizon? Like you are small, you are just starting this journey. Like where, does, where do you want to get to? Oh, I think if we in the next little while, we just keep, like I said before, as you just keep it simple and, um, you know, keep doing our adjustment and if we can just get better and better at, um, you know, prepping those yearlings and, um, you know, you might have the odd little uh, breeding thing on the side, but so I think for us it's just uh, concentrating on um, doing those yearlings really well and uh, hopefully they... Uh, They'll be on a racetrack some somewhere where uh, you might be putting your money into a syndicate, and they might be racing <laughs> somewhere in a big race somewhere, mate. Hey? <laughs> oh. oh, we just have Louis Sorry. Louis there trying to ask you a question. He's just gone a bit uh, solo, and then we have a little bit of problems down there. Um, Nick, let's move move it straight into. Your coaching career too, like um, how's that all going for you at the Chiefs camp? Like they're going well this year. Yeah, no, nah, it's a good. Uh, the boys are going well. It's a, uh, you know, they're a good bunch of boys too. Easy to coach. Um, you know, they're a pretty hard working bunch, and uh, they all turn up to all turn up to work and just rip into it. So, um, you know, it's a, I, I find it a really good place to coach, and uh, really enjoy enjoy being down here. And like I say, I'm I'm lucky because I've got the balance of being able to go and do something else that I enjoy as well as doing the rugby. And I think it's probably I think it's really important actually for the coaches and not well, not just the coaches, but the boys to have something outside of outside of footy because you can probably not you're not get very brain dead, but you you know you you can't have that as your sole focus. And I think it's it's a healthy option for all different for all different reasons to have something else up your sleeve that you can go and rip into outside of footy. That's for sure. But um, yeah, no, it's bloody good. 
balance, life and sport. You're ticking all those boxes, Nick White. Just quickly before we let you go, Sam Kane, mate. I've been hugely impressed with him this year. His ability out there, his difference that he's making. He's he's on fire, mate. You got a front row look at at why he's been playing so well. What can you pin that point to? Uh, pinpoint that to. Oh, I just I think one he's he's injury free too now, Sammy. So um, and he, yeah. he like um, I don't know, you know, is he too? Like he, he does a lot of the um, the work that not a lot of guys see. Like he, he's a he does a lot of cleaning of rucks. He's, he's massive on defence. Um, like he's been putting in some real um, solid uh, work in his defensive defensive game and. Um, you know he's he's just he's just a work, he's just a worker mate and he's um he's he's a great leader you know he's sort of um he's a bit of a follow me but when he talks the boys all listen and he's good messages and um and obviously it's a it's a big year you know like it's a big year for all those guys that they need to you know they need to play well in super rugby so that they can that form follows them through to hopefully having a bloody good world world cup and um you yeah, know I think he's he's going to have a big year Sam. All confident bunch you are, the Chiefs. You're on bloody fire, I must say, and you play some exciting brand of rugby. Something different. The pitches you're showing, is particularly on attack, are so good. They are energising and they bring a different picture. And so Roger Randall, he's doing a great job there with the attack. So well done, Nick White, with all your success on the field, but in particular with Kahanui in the breeding game, mate. We wish you all the best at the upcoming sales. Thanks so much for tying your time this morning and uh, all the best over the next couple of weeks, mate. Thanks, boys. Much appreciated. Good to talk. Sport and the connection to the land on Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. Collier's Rural and Agribusiness. Licence REAA 2008. Yes, that was brought to you by Collier's Real Estate, Rural and Agribusiness Licence, REAA 2008. Such a good chat and great to hear from Nick White, who has jumped into the breeding game, Kempe. It ain't an easy thing to do, but when you're brought up around horses, and well, in particular, like my downfall, my wife absolutely loves horses, you've got no chance, you've got no say, is it? No, and I see that. I see the little pony that you got. Oh, you you should have phoned me, because I'll probably have one I could give to you next year. Um, just talk oh, to a bit the, late now, Kippy. Well, <laughs> it might be a pony, but, you know, we've got a nice little lazy boy that uh, maybe needs a home, and uh, I'll talk to you about that off off. Um, off here, but Nick White is a champion bloke, like cha- an absolute champion bloke. And for him and Nicky and what they're doing at Kahanui, what you're asking is, do you really see yourself as being one of the you know the Rich Hill studs, the biggest studs around New Zealand? Prosser, you know, getting those stallions through, getting some real big sales, and of course that's the dream, you know. So he's he's gone from the rugby dream to the horsing dream. Um, I wish him all the best because he's such a good bloke. Yeah, he's got some good IP. He's reading his daughter works for Windsor Park Stud as well. So you'll yeah, be learning from the best, which is great to see. And we've had a message come through. You boys going to talk about the Tiako and failed drug test. We've already spoken about that straight out of 6 o'clock. We had about 20 minutes talking about that topic. If you missed it, it'll be up on the podcast. Um, we'll wait and see what the RIB come through in, in that investigation. Not ideal, but um, yeah, we spoke about that for the unknown Texer. But yeah, great to hear from Nick White and the Chiefs scrum coach. They're doing great things, and, and in particular the breeding game, the sales coming up. He's got a couple of goodies that you can potentially cast your eye over. I won't be doing any of that, so don't even think about it. My wife has got a, gone and got a pony without my say, and well, <laughs> we all know who's the boss in this household. But that's okay, I'm... 
thinking the same as for, for both of you lads Tilly. and many of you at home. Happy wife, happy life, and yes, Tilly gets her own way in my household. She is the boss, and I'll be I'll admit it. That's okay. Anyway, great to catch up with Nick White. We're going to shoot away. We'll come back and catch up with the one and only Paulie Moati. There is plenty happening in the racing world and sport. Kempi sent me through a little doozy for the Manly Knights game. So there you go. Maybe I'll have a wee look at that one. But anyway, that was brought to you by the Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrance. We came. We saw. Self-assured. He conquered. It's self-assured though. Self-assured. It is assertive best. And he gets the race by Grimms. This equine powerhouse to beat Majestic Cruiser and thread over Spankham. The first ever running of the race by Grins was a dream come true. We watched in awe as our representative in self-assured and Mark Purden sat parked and was way too strong in the finish. This year we're running it back and we want six of you involved. So, text THE RACE right now to 8833 with your name and where you are around Aotearoa and six of you will be honorary shareholders and self-assured. The best part, if he can defend his race, you'll win $2,000. Text THE RACE to 8833 right now and go on self-assured. He was good on Friday night until the wheels locked. Self-assured, Mark Purden. I reckon he's got him just where he wants him. <laughs> Only three weeks out from the race, or two and a half, Self-assured is starting to go deep into his locker to go back to back in the race. And we've got three of you in the sulky with us already. We've got three more to come. Double eight, double three. Light us up like... Beef's going to be lit up. Oh, no, Beef won't be there. He's in France with you, is he? Who's going to drink all the grins this summer in? <laughs> well, I can see two mugs on the screen. They can be well doing a good job of that, I'm pretty sure. And I'm sure Brett from Huntley will make his way down and maybe a few of our entries, entrants will make the way as well, mate. So good. So good. Yeah. He, he's um he's on his way back, self-assured, and it's going to be a hell of a night. I don't know if you guys have heard about the sweepstake they're running. Well, of course you have, because if you've been listening to SCNZ slash you've been reading the live reads. But people can win <laughs> 50 grand by buying into the sweepstake. It's an ingenious way of making the prize money million dollars, and it gives people a chance to win. Dave Branch and Cambridge Racer. I know we talk about this every year, Kempi, but this race is just getting better and better, and if self-assured wins, giving someone... Well, giving six people two thousand dollars is just the most satisfying moment. Oh, I love it. It is. It's honestly, if you if you have a uh, inkling to get involved in racing, just just text in the race to double eight double three. I can tell you, it's a great night. Absolutely great night. I can't wait to get back there. <laughs> what about the next morning? Hungry. And the, well, <laughs> yeah, we're doing a, are we doing a live show from down there again, Louis? Of course. Want to hear that croak in your voice? Of course. It's. I tell you what, uh, it's actually a Friday night, which means that oh, it's going to be even better. Oh no! Whoa, 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 whoa! Who, whoa, who whoa, works on, on Saturdays though? <laughs> <laughs> Mick and me. I've already had to tell Mick. We're going to do it from a Cambridge hotel room, and he is going to be so grim. <laughs> I might actually get a word in this week. <laughs> 
I'm not surprised you struggle to get a word on there. Love Mickey G when he comes on. It's so good. Hey, keep those messages coming through. There's a ton of you coming on and having a, want to be a part of it. It's so good to see. It's now time to catch up with Paulie Moati. Bet live in your favourite sports. Download the TAB app today. Paulie Moati, mata mata. What do you got on offer from the mighty TAB, the team that keeps on giving? Um, well, why don't we start with a nice little midweek Opie Boston double? Because there are two horses on the Maramara card that have been very, very well supported by punters today. Race three, number seven, what you wish for. Uh, the first starter uh, out of the Tiako barn, written by Opie Boston. That's four fifty into $3. And race eight, number nine, Zantabulous. Uh, another one, that Mark one. Walker, Opie Bosson, two eighty into two fifty. So a little midweek double, maybe. Uh, Opie Bosson on board both of them. Uh, Zantabulous in race eight, and what you wish for in race three. They're the two best backed on the card so far at Maramara, and um, I'm sure Louis knows. But uh, no deductions, no surprises. Was supposed to uh, end at the end of March, which is two days away. Uh, Pushed it out to the end of April, so another month. Oh, end of October. Be honest, it's never <laughs> leaving. Just admit it. <laughs> no, no, Louis, don't, don't try and put words in my mouth. It's going through to the end of April, um, so oh. you get to enjoy it for another month at least. So, um, and with the weather that we've had, it's been ideal for punters who uh, get on early and grab the good juicy odds. So, yep. That's uh, uh, going out until April, and of course I should mention the bonus back uh, promotion we've got on the Australian Grand Prix this weekend, of course. Just placed a pre-race race winner bet uh, on the two, uh, 2023 Australian Grand Prix, and if your driver finishes second, third, fourth, fifth, or sixth, we'll refund your bet up to $50 as a bonus bet. Uh, Max Verstappen, no surprise, he is the favourite there at around $1.33. Surely you just uh, back Max Verstappen, uh, and if he, by some uh, crazy reason, doesn't win the race, you'd think he'd finish second, third, fourth, fifth, or sixth, unless, of course, he crashes or has engine trouble. So he has been the best back so far in that uh, Australian Grand, uh, Grand Prix race winner market. Max Verstappen, dollar thirty-three. Well, Zantabulous, you've just stopped that. Maybe you've just stopped that Max Verstappen, because we know what you do. The anchor. We absolutely love it. Hey, great to chat, Paulie, and well done. No deductions for another wee month. The TAB just continues to keep on giving. Not to me, but to many out there. Appreciate your time, Paulie. All good, boys. Have a great one. Thank you, Aroha. It's now time for some headlines brought to you by Gull, fueling your mission all year round. Louis. Boys, hot off the press from Scott Robertson's Wednesday morning press conference. This is very, very disappointing news. I'm gutted for the bloke. Severi Reese, torn ACL, out for the remainder of 2023. Yeah, no surprises. I went there the other day and he was sitting there with the Compex, which is a machine that um, stimulates the muscles around the knee. He said that, but it's um, obviously a lot worse than he was letting off. So disappointing for Sev. Dif- disappointing. 
he's in a position that is hotly contested, so he's going to, yeah, be difficult to force his way into that team. But you're disappointing, Louis. Yeah, gutting. I mean, it's uh, he would have been. He's probably. We was. Yeah, he's probably would have been your early bet for a twenty to be in the twenty three in the a World Cup squad. So. Um, well, it's an opportunity for someone else, but that is really disappointing for the Crusaders, but looking forward to the Rugby World Cup as well. So that's breaking news this morning. Uh, Crusaders' injury woes get worse. And just an update from yesterday, the Ford Trophy, done and dusted. And we had to wait, but it was a massive a massive relief for Central Stags being able to get that title. And they did it comprehensively in Hastings as a Napier, I think it was. Yeah, McLean Park as well. Uh, they chased 212 against Canterbury in 43.2 overs. Josh Clarkson, a really good 111 off 78. Now they could do the double and win the Plunkett Shield if they take maximum points off Auckland in Nelson starting on Saturday. They need 15 points to overtake Canterbury. Um, Canterbury have finished all their games, so if they can what get a, a what bit are drubbing. What maximum points, Louis? Uh, win both innings, I think. Okay, and then or, you or, or win by eight uh, innings. Um, yeah, but I don't actually know. I, I think I think that's right. They if they just essentially have to beat them comprehensively. I don't think Stop, just mate. winning would be enough. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you for those headlines. Yeah, gutting for Seve Reese, and well done to the Central Stags. We had Alden Smith on yesterday, the CD head coach, and. Well, he was looking for some positive news out of this performance. First time in 22 years they've won the silverware in Napier. It's so great to see them repaying the faith for a, a regent that has been through some tough times. Uh, keep those messages coming through, double eight, double three. If you want to be a part of the race, we'll be picking our entrant later on in the show, just before we catch up with Smithy. And I'll just read one of them. Brett, the race. Brett Johnson, Huntley. Four five eight three three eight. She's hungry again, pretty boy. Look, we'll we'll just go through. We'll do a random process towards the end of the show, <laughs> so anyone can be twice. a part. Keep texting, <laughs> Brett. Keep texting. Keep, keep sending them through, pretty boy. You never know. It can be as many entrants as possible, and we'll pick that winner at the end of the weekend. <laughs> Uncle, are we going to the Rangi Riri Tavern for a warm up on the fourteenth? Hundred percent. 100%. We called in there and we'll call in on the way home as well. So if you missed the prelude, get the get the, get the the aftermatch. We'll both be at the same tavern, the Rangariri Tavern. What a great spot. And actually, Louis goes right in there. The last time we walked in there with Louis, he'd be pocketfuls before we got there and pocketfuls <laughs> on the way home. Uh, did did well, jagged, jagged greyhound trifecta from memory? <laughs> It's so good. Well, when you get one, you get two. So Ed's on his way as well. So you'll be having, you'll be having oh, double no. trouble there over in the Grins in uh, Cambridge. It's so good to see you. Enjoy, lads. I'll be over there sipping on a cocktail on the south of France. But that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> Coming up, we've got the rumour mill. We'll be talking absolute goss. Well, you don't know. Some of it might be true or some of it won't be, Louis. Oh, I actually have one that is true this week. Uh, oh, they're all true. They're all true. They are all true, but but I actually have one that is true, uh, and this isn't a rumor. Just more update out of um, Scott Robertson's press conference. Ethan Black had a calf six weeks. Mm. Gutting, absolutely gutting there for Ethan. Don't uh, worry, six they'll, weeks. they'll bring back another All Black. They're allowed to do that. They're the yeah, Crusaders. Look, look, they'll get clearance. They'll get clearance there, Kimpy. No surprises. <laughs> no surprises here. Well, the rumor mill is circling. 
When Kempi's in a mood, I'm in a mood, Louie's in a mood. We're all in a mood. If you've got a rumour that you have heard circling while you're out there milking the cows, while you're out there putting in some fences, a few fence posts, while you're out on the building site, let us know. Double eight, double three. The rumour mill is circling. We'll be back to ripping some rumours. The rumour mill with Izzy and Kempi. And I don't know what, what it is got? about this. I don't know what it is about the southerly, <laughs> but it just seems to bring in these wafts of freezing winds and freezing rumours. And I've actually got this on uh, no authority at all, apart from some speculative tweets. Ryan Fox is close to be given a temporary PGA Tour card. Wow. I can see that happening. I can see that happening. Are you serious? Um, I am serious. I have got this on zero (laughs) sourced (laughs) high level intelligence sports reporters, but I have seen some speculative tweets. No, I actually think he's going to happen. It'll be a temporary one, but with, with the, you know, vacation of Brooks Kepke, DJ, and, and the likes, and the Cam Smiths from the PGA Tour, these places for top golfers, and he's 30-something in the world now, the third, he's going to be given a card, and uh, it'll be up to him whether he wants to take it and, and spend some extended period of time in America. Take it. Silly not to take that. Absolutely silly not to take that. The money on offer over there is huge. The Wharfs, um, the DP World Tour. So, um, mate, I absolutely love that. That is so good. I want to see it happening. For you, Kempney, Kempy, you got a well, few rumours circling in your brain? There are. There are. I'll let one out of the one cat out of the bag. This is big news coming out of the rugby league circles. Tana Umanga. Remember him? Yeah. Brian O'Driscoll does. Yes, exactly. And for his, for his strength and his defensive prowess, is going to be declared the football um, director for the Bulldogs. True story. What? True story? Yep. He's coming back to the league, the game he grew up in. He's coming back. And Full Ghoul has signed a new football director. His name? Tano Umanga. I love it. I absolutely love it. I can, there's two there I generally see, see happening. Umanga. Phil Gould. Oof, what a put a pass in. Well, let's hope we get three doozies out of here, boys. Look, I've, I've, the rumour has been circling up there in the north. The North Island in Tamaki, Makoto. Obviously, you've seen him in the country. LeVar Ball. He's been in the country. He's been repping a Warriors outfit. He was in the stands. Well, rumours have been circling that him and Robbo have been in talks. Have been in talks about a potential partnership between LeVar Ball and the Warriors. Imagine those two personalities at the helm. What an absolute sideshow that would be. But I'm all for it. And well, what about this? The one baller Warriors. The one baller Warriors. And when you get LeVar, you get a package. Lonzo you get a package. <laughs> you get Lamar Ball. Well, he's struggling with the Hornets. He's thought about making, he's seen a little gap in the Warriors' selection woes. He thought, standoff. 
ball player, playmaker, point guard. That is my position. So when you get LeVar, you get the package, the mellow ball to number six in the Warriors. That's what I'm hearing. Wow. <laughs> the one ball of Warriors. How good. Jeez, I knew, I knew those winds coming over from Antarctica were cold, but that is hot. That is just, that's warm. Um, that is, I can see it. Thank you, Neeps. in there. <laughs> rub, rub, rubbing, rubbing shoulders with uh, Sir Pete Leach. I have one more. I have one last one for me, and then I'll let you guys carry on. Um, I, I have a bit of audio here from Rural Randwick Racecourse. Barrier 17, Graham. what do you make of that? I only train him. Pewie's got to ride him. I'd like him one off the fence, running about fifth or sixth. <laughs> well, Rogie's got a bit of a rude awakening. This morning in Sydney because travel disruptions have meant Hugh Bowman can't get to Australia this weekend from Hong Kong. And and the Australian Turf Club have declared the only available rider is Graham Rogerson himself. So he has to get him one off the fence. (laughs) From Barry 17. And he's still going to pay four bucks because he's that good. He is that oh, good. Get on. Get I on. got. A, I got a name for you, Rogie, Kieran McAvoy. I'm sure he'll be awake and he'll be ready to jump on top and and send it home for you there, mate. So get on, get on board. Absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. Some some rumours have been circling, and uh, oh, there's some dudes. Hey boys, heard a rumour that Tiako are having their entire barn raided this afternoon by RIB after their positive test. Let David know to lose the hard drives from the cameras. <laughs> Joey from Gizzy. <laughs> oh, I feel sorry for them. Yeah, plenty of reaction to that. I appreciate it. There are some absolute yarns, and there's a couple that have come through that I probably can't read. I don't know if they're right or wrong. But anyway, love your input, lads. The one ball of Warriors. What do you reckon? Imagine those two at the helm. You can read them. You can read them. Here's one. The rumour I hear is Izzy lost his eye patch and realised the Crusaders have built their empire on poaching. Keep up the good work, boys. That's from an unknown texter. Mate, that rumour is not true. He still has an eye patch. I can only see out one eye, so I better move on. Who have we got coming up? Smithy! I can see that with this right eye. That's because the other one's still got its patch on. I will never lose my patch through and through. Absolutely love it. Let's shoot away and we'll come back and have a catch up. We'll announce the winner of the race by Grins. We'll announce our entrant to be a part of that journey and that team shortly. But Smithy, coming up. ECNZ, welcome back into the show this morning. And we're about to wrap it all up. But somebody's jumping in the sulky with us to go to the race. Well, have a chance at taking home $2,000 if Self Assure can get the job done with Mark Purden, the magic man. And today, the random name generator, which has got a good kicking, has come out with Murray Hooper of Tihoi. Good on you, Murray. Mazza. There you go, Murray. 
from Tuhoi. Well done, Murray. You join the team and uh, get in there and get on that sulky with uh, a couple more seats still to fill. We've had a good morning this morning. Caught up with Mick Guerin talking TAB and, of course, this uh, relationship with Entain and TJ Piranaf. Didn't really realise, boys, but played with his old man. Thomas, a great footballer, um, great yeah. second-string centre because he was behind me, but also a fantastic <laughs> softballer. Um, but, man, geez, I didn't even know that TJ was his son. I got, got that sent that. Um, and, of course, the rumour mill... I'll tell you what, well, I'm going to ask uh, Smithy that in a second, but if you want to hear the show, you missed it this morning, just go to the SCNZ app and uh, download as in Kim before breakfast and you'll get all of this morning's good, stop, uh, good stuff. And uh, we're just going to cross now to arguably the best wicketkeeper that ever played for New Zealand, Ian Smith, mate. <laughs> Lamar Ball, they're going to call it the one ball of nights. Have you heard that, Smithy? What do you reckon? No, no, no I haven't heard that. You've been drinking, Kempe? You, you, you you've been having a what a Wednesday tipple at this point, or what? Wednesday. Actually, we're going to we're going to launch that next week because you let it out of the bag too early, <laughs> Smithy. What about this one? Tana Umanga is going to be the uh, new high performance director for the Canterbury Bulldogs. Really? Uh, I, I I see that. I, I heard that too. I was you know. I was, Actually, I was walking down the street yesterday. You wouldn't believe it. I was off to the village to have a cup of coffee after my show, and this guy I'd never met before came up to me and said, have you heard that Tana Rumanga is going to be the performance coach for the Canterbury Bulldogs? And I said, no, I haven't. I'll confirm that with Kempi tomorrow morning. Well, there you go. There it's you obviously go. true. It's all there. What do you got coming up, Smithy? <laughs> what have I got coming up today? Uh, we're going to talk to Jack Boyle. Jack Boyle, uh, younger brother uh, of the Boyle family, they won the um, they won yesterday. They won the Ford Trophy. They won the Ford Trophy at oh, McLean good. Park to see these stags. Uh, we're going to talk a, a little bit. We're going to play some of the stuff that uh, you talked to Mick Garen about. And then we're going to have a chat about it ourselves about the future for the TAB. After ten o'clock, uh, we're going to talk to um, Brent Matahiri from the Otago Nuggets as well. So we got plenty on the show. Plenty Real coming up. Stacked. Talking about baseball too. Major League Baseball just round the corner. Mate, I hear you on a, I hear you on a cutter too, Smithy, with your uh, your tipping. You're going to tip out another winner today? Yeah, I'm going okay. I'm going good. The I've new got a Oracle. really good multi, a multi lined up today. Well, there you go. Make sure you listen in to Ian Smith coming up at 9 o'clock. It's been a big show today. I know that Israel Dag's already getting the pina coladas ready for his trip up to France. He hits... The air, airport's tomorrow afternoon, I think it is. He's off, but he's here for a one more day with us to call Saturday, the breakfast. Kiki. Saturday, you're That's off. That's all right. Well, I can't wait till you go. See you later. <laughs> <laughs>